0: What's up Buff Nation? Welcome to the DMVR Buffs podcast, We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwann. Is joining me today, my guy, Will Darkey. Will, we are coming off uh, a road win last night. How about that against Arizona State? How are you doing, man? Uh, I can't believe this team actually pulled one off on the road like that.
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. I... uh I didn't know if we'd see a road win in the year 2023, so <laughs> I uh, I'm feeling awesome. The, that was that was a great game to watch last night. Um, it was it was fun to see the team like get over the hump and like close out the game strong because we just have yeah. not been accustomed to see that this season. So yeah, I'm I'm doing great. Yeah, man, 67-59, the final score. The
0: Buffs go on a 17-3 to run over the last five and a half minutes. They go on a 9-0 run the last three and a half minutes of the game. I mean, Arizona State just couldn't find a bucket to save their lives down the stretch. And the Buffs just kind of hung in there all game, man. I mean, I think they were down, I believe, around like eight or nine points or so, uh, kind of midway through the first. Uh, they claw back at that point, went down a bit again to start the second half clawed back in. They just kind of hung around all game. What was your biggest takeaway from this one?
1: Um, it was the one of the commentators actually kind of kept saying it and he was talking about how this was a big game for Arizona state because they still kind of have some like bubble implications and for the buffs, they're kind of just playing for pack 12 tournament seating. And I think, I think the buffs just went out there and they played looser It like they they kind of were playing without too much pressure and I think that's especially where you saw in the second half it just allowed them to play like more free and they I don't know they were just they were they are playing some of their best ball I thought we've seen in a long time and like the thing that immediately comes to mind is the Javon Ruffin threes like yes those were just like perfectly in rhythm like just fluid three-point attempts that were so big for the momentum and that's I feel like those are shots that you haven't seen the buffs hit over the course of the season but last night I just thought they were playing like a lot more free and yeah it allowed them to stick in the game for the majority of it and then get over that hump and just kind of dominate down the stretch
0: yeah man Javon Ruffin 10.7 rebounds it's a career high in rebounds Uh, scoring in double figures for the fifth time this season. Um, He's shooting 87% from the line, hit both free throw attempts last night. But yeah, those threes were absolutely massive. Uh, A lot of guys stepped up for this team. Ethan Wright had two blocks. Um, We saw Luke O'Brien come into the starting lineup for Gabadon. He played really well. Tristan played well on the road. Uh, It was just a tremendous all-around team performance. I kind of get what you said about the pressure, and that's something that really got more and more obvious as we went on in this game. It was just it seemed like Arizona State was really—I mean—they were playing not to lose. You could see it; they were really tense. Uh, the Buffs just went out there and let it all out, man. Who impressed you the most though, besides Javon Ruffin? I mean, just throughout like four guys right there. It was a team win, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you have to—you have to give Tristan to Silva his flowers just another 20 plus point performance. It's just, it's so fun to watch him. Um, you can tell just very quickly in the start of the game, if he's going to have a good game mm-hmm. and he goes out there, I think he starts two of two, five right. points. And he he be, like is the majority of the buffs offense for the start of the game. And so you can kind of like buckle up and, be ready for hopefully a Tristan Da Silva like takeover game because if he gets going early he builds that confidence and then he can get in his bag and that's exactly what you saw again last night and so yeah another 23 point performance for him 7 to 14 shooting so he shot 50 percent from the field and yeah it's it's becoming like more and more just like I don't want to like take Tristan's performances for granted but it's just becoming more and more common to see these performances that I'm like, yeah, I mean, Tristan was great again. It's but I I still want to praise him because we are really seeing him just blossom right before our very eyes.
0: Yeah, man. He had that uh almost Sombor shuffle like shot. I think it was in the first half, and it was just like, oh wow. Like he's he's really feeling it. The confidence level in his game right now is off the charts. That's his 12th, 20. 20- 12th career 20-point game, 11th this season, third on the road. He scored 20 points or more in six of his last seven games. The dude has been on fire. One of the other things I think that really changed the game for Colorado, they ended up switching to a zone defense kind of uh, – I can't remember exactly when in the second half. It was later into the second half. Um, but that's, I think, one of the big
1: reasons why ASU went on the scoring drought, don't you think? Oh, Definitely. It was the, the commentators were talking about it. It's rare that you see a Tad Boyle team go into a yeah. zone. You uh, you just are so used to watching them man up, and but yeah, I that zone switch. I think yeah, it was maybe with like. Uh, like six-ish six minutes left. I can't remember exactly either. So but yeah, right it was, before
0: the seventeen to three run,
1: <laughs> it was down that final stretch of the game when yeah the buffs just took over and I think that zone defense it flustered the sun devils so much, and it you could tell that they they weren't getting good shots up that they wanted to and the shots were just becoming so much more desperate and I yeah I think it was just a brilliant move on Tad and the coaching staff's part to switch it up in those final minutes because yeah you could totally tell that Arizona State had no answer for it and I think I've always thought this season that the Buffs best offense has come from good defense like the Buffs look the best when they can get out in transition maybe play a little bit quicker and just kind of like I think that that's where they can build their best fluidity and rhythm and yeah. when that zone kicked in and they just were able to stifle the Sundows i think it in turn just created the, just a really good rhythm for their offense that allowed for that 17 to 3 run to close out the game
0: for sure even though the buffs won last night 15 turnovers again it feels like they play this kind of sloppy style of basketball that somehow works some nights and other nights it's just a disaster uh, a massive, massive test coming up on tomorrow, actually, Saturday, 6 p.m. The Buffs travel a bit further south down to Tucson to take on the Wildcats. Number eight team in the country, Will. What are we looking forward to in this matchup? Can the Buffs do it? They upset them last year,
1: but can they do it again this year? I I think they can. Also, just one last thing in the game last night. Buffs yeah, went 10 it. of a they went 10 of 11 from the free throw line. I think that's three straight Mm -hmm. games now shooting really well from the charity stripe. And so that's like the buffs that buff nation is so used to seeing is like a tad boiled team that can shoot well from the free throw line. So it's been so weird not seeing it this year, but they're kind of picking it up and, I, that is a big part of why the bus were able to pull out this road win again was going 10 of 11 from the free throw line. So if they can keep that up, that'll be great for these these games down the stretch. And it'll be great for the game tomorrow. Um, right. Where I've got a yeah. stat for you real quick. Okay, they made yeah.
0: 39 of their last 42
1: free throws. Wow. Yeah, yeah. see, that is – if you, if you would have pulled that – like weeks ago, if you would have told me that they would have a three-game stretch, I think it is the past three games for that if you would have told me that I, I would not have believed you at all. I would have like laughed in your face, but no, they've, they've really turned it around. So super impressive, but yeah, hopefully they can keep it up for this game on Saturday because you're going to need all the points you can get against um, Arizona, especially at Arizona. Um, I, I think they can pull it off. I've just, in watching Arizona games this year, they have these weird games where they just go cold um, there's been three of them that I've seen, and two of them have been on the road. But they did have just a rare off game at home. They allowed Washington State to just come in and steamroll them, and so they are beatable. They are not this juggernaut, and so it's a tough test for sure. But I think this win at Arizona State is something that the bus can just build upon and have like just like this. It's the same type of confidence, like you guys have so much more to play for. You're playing for like a seed, like you, like they have a one seed up for grabs, potentially they're kind of hovering mm-hmm. around that area. So they've got so much more to play for where the bus can just, they can kind of play spoiler these last couple of weeks. And so yeah. I think if they can just build off of this Arizona state game and just kind of come in loose and just play the type of basketball we saw last night, I think, I think the bus could, uh, they could shock some people.
0: Arizona's won eight of their last nine games, but that loss coming two games ago when they traveled to Stanford, a team that Colorado has had some success again this year do you think that's a sign of things to come um,
1: i don't know i <laughs> i''re honest at least you're honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't I don't know that's a, that's a that's a good question actually. What
0: about keys to victory for this game? What do the Buffs have to do to beat the Wildcats tomorrow?
1: Keys to victory, I think you saw it a little bit at the start of the Arizona State game yesterday. The Sun Devils kind of got out to a hot start. The Buffs would play like a good like 29 seconds of defense, and then there was like the the Sun Devils would just get a three up and it would go. And it, those are like it's not like a the dagger dagger, but they're like these mini like Oh, we played great defense and they still get that three. And that's what Arizona State, or that's what Arizona can do to you too. They their offense is so good and you need to like lock in for the full 30 seconds of possessions. And they've got guys that they got Steph Curry range. So you need to be guarding all the way out to the parking lot against Arizona because they (laughs) will they will huck up threes and they will go in. If they're feeling it. And then the other thing is Arizona's defense has also gotten better. And so it's it's gonna be a tough task. It's kind of similar to the UCLA game a couple weeks ago, but you need to try and minimize your turnovers as much as you possibly can because Arizona plays some of the quickest basketball in the entire country. They they love to turn you over and then just get out and run. And quick transition buckets. So, and that's, that's how they like, they build these leads. They build these streaks. And so you just, you can't, you can't turn the ball over too much against them because that's when you let the game get away from you.
0: Yeah. The Buffs Achilles heel all year has been those turnovers. You go back to that UCLA game. I mean, they were in position to potentially even steal that win and turnovers were kind of their downfall in that one. Who needs to step up for the buffs tomorrow night, to kind of put the Buffs in uh, striking distance to pull out a win, to pull out a massive upset.
1: I definitely think it's Tristan. Um, just looking at the Utah game from last weekend, when Tristan just had one of his quieter outings all season, the Buffs never really felt in it. They got they got down early, and it just Tristan couldn't get going. So you never felt like the Buffs had a true fighting chance to come back. And I if Tristan comes out and the um the Wildcats can kind of stifle him a bit, I that's where I get nervous. So Tristan needs to come out quick, early, and just build that confidence like I was talking about. And if he can if he can put up another 20 point performance, then that opens up. I think Tristan playing well also opens it up for a lot of other guys to contribute. I think if Tristan's not getting it going, then The rest of the offense is kind of looking around. It was like that with KJ earlier in the year, but now it's definitely Tristan who is the guy. And if Tristan's getting it going, that opens it up for other guys. Like KJ can get going, or Javon Ruffin can knock down threes. And so Mm -hmm. you definitely need another big, confident night from Tristan to Silva.
0: Let's hope we get it on the road from the big guy. Where do you want to go next, Will? Do you want to talk about the what the Pac twelve tournament is shaping up to be right now?
1: Yeah, I'm down. We could uh I think the the Buffs like Buff Nation isn't too used to um this losing record in conference play that C yeah. has right now. But I was just looking at it and it's it's not as bad as it actually feels. Like it felt like with all the road losses and just the inconsistency it feels like the buffs have fallen so much further down than they actually have and they're they're still like right in the middle of the Pac-12 standings and honestly for the Pac-12 tournament if it ended today i like the matchup that they have they uh they're currently the 7th seed in the Pac-12 tournament and that would face them up against Stanford the 10th seed in the first round and CU's yep. taking it to Stanford. That's one of their only other road wins was at Stanford. So, um, I I do like how it's kind of looking right now. And if I don't know these these last few games, they're going to be tough. But if the Buffs can, Oregon's nine and seven. CU is seven and nine. If you can maybe even somehow leapfrog Oregon, mm-hmm. then. You move up to the sixth seed if Oregon State, Oregon State's currently the eleven seed. That'd be the first round matchup. That's also a really nice first round matchup, in my opinion. So
0: we'll see how it goes. As you mentioned, the Buffs sitting at seventh at seven and nine. This just kind of feels like where they belong. Um, to your point, yeah, it sounded worse. Uh, I guess when you just kind of think about this season as a whole, I don't think you'd expect them to really be seven and nine in the pack. Um, but they're right there in it. They're in the middle of the mix. It feels like this is where they belong. Are you still picking UCLA to win this tournament? You think the Pac-12 tournament?
1: I, yeah, I definitely am. Um, I think getting to watch Arizona tomorrow, maybe they could turn my head a little bit more and they, they could impress me, but right now I'm just a little too set on UCLA. I just, I think they're the more well-rounded team. And, yeah, I just – right now, I think it's UCLA's conference to to lose. So, also going – I just wanted to touch on, like, one sure. of my other, like, just major takeaways from last night, but just kind of, like, overall, like, encompassing yeah. the season. It I don't know. It just, like, really clicked in my brain last night was just how – young and inexperienced this team is and like that's why i think that's why the turnovers are so so up there this year and that's where like this hump comes into play that they just can't get over it's this team's just young they're they're maybe trying to play like hero ball a little bit too much sometimes and that causes the turnovers or that's where the missed shots are coming in and that's why they can't get over the road but then you see little things like Javon Ruffin, who I still forget that he's only a freshman because he came in last year, but yeah, it's play. crazy. So he's a freshman. And like to see the huge shots that he was knocking down last night, it just it makes me so excited for next year, too. You can already see like last night felt like such a big step for this young squad that you forget is a young squad. Like I mm-hmm. personally have done it, like I've been critical and been like, why are they not able to win these games? But it really clicked last night. Like they're they're still so young. And with the loss of leadership from last season, like so many guys have had to step up into bigger roles that like I just they just weren't fully ready for. But they're they you can tell that they're like starting to mold into it like Tristan and KJ. And man, it just makes me so excited for next year too with these guys because you'll bring in Cody Williams, you'll bring in Asan Diop, maybe bring in a transfer. And mm-hmm. I don't know for this team that's all are seven and nine in the pack 12 uh, with how young they are, like the sky's the limit. Like this, this team could be like four and 12, like really in the basement with Oregon state and then be like, okay, well these young guys are like really, they're really like unpolished, but I don't know, mm-hmm. seven and nine with this squad. It just makes me so excited for what's to come.
0: Yeah, just kind of on that, since you brought it up, I mean, if Javon Ruffin didn't get hurt for that little stretch, man, I wonder just how impactful it would have been to have him for those games, because even before the injury, he was. it felt like he was really starting to grow into his own, was nailing some big threes. Um, I mean, he had seven boards last night. He's been doing work on the glass, too, whenever he's been healthy. And just uh, to the point, as a team, I mean, last night, there was like a big moment when James Harden got in the gym. Uh, The crowd really got into it and it really felt like Arizona state kind of stole momentum at that point, but the buffs, I mean, this young team just kind of hung in there, kept chipping away. They didn't let the atmosphere kind of get to them too
1: much and they were able to pull this out. I think it was a real growth moment. Uh, You had some more on that. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I totally wanted to touch on that point. I just had forgotten it up until now, but it reminded me so much of, when coach prime walked in the CU event center, um, during the CSU game and, oh my God, like CSU, they could have, they could have just walked off the court at that point. Like the game was game was over. Like the, the crowd, I'd never seen the CU event center, like more electrified that it was buzzing in there. And like, it kind of felt like it wasn't the same. I don't think James Harden got the same, um, welcome but it was like they standing ovation up a notch yeah Yeah. and you could tell i think arizona state got off to like a 7-0 run right after he entered the building and it Mm -hmm. i was immediately thinking like this feels like when coach prime entered and they just they get that little boost like they they want to it's how the bus wanted to like play and perform for coach prime i think the sun devils were like oh james harden's in the building like i I gotta show him what i got but yeah I, i could not agree more i thought that was I got nervous when it was a 7-0 run, but I think that was a huge growing point for this young team to like, they buckled down and they, they're like, no, like, we, we'll, we'll play well for James Harden too. And I think he entered like halfway through the second and that's after that 7-0 run, it was all buffed from that point on. And yeah, that was just yeah. a huge, huge growth point for this young team. Back to
0: the tournament. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. But if the buffs somehow win this tournament, how do you feel about them kind of moving forward from that point?
1: Um, immediately for the, if they win the Pac 12 tournament immediately for March Madness, I, they're, they, I, my guess is they, they'd be like a 12 seed, maybe an 11 right. seed. So you get a five or six. And the, to me, this March Madness tournament is going to be absolute chaos. If, If you if you think you're gonna have a good bracket, just tell it. Like, I'm already mentally preparing to have a horrible bracket this year and just embrace the madness. So if the Buffs can like squeak in, win this tournament, squeak in as like an 11 or 12 seed, I think there are plenty of teams that will fall or end up on the five or six line that the Buffs could go out and beat. We've seen the Buffs like Tennessee is probably going to be like a two or three seed, and we saw see so you travel to Tennessee and kind of handle them, especially that second half. So this team can play with whoever. And I, if they can somehow get in, they can, they can definitely win a game. But then for further down the road, like for next season, if they can win the Pac-12 tournament, that will do so much for this team. It kind of – it would be like a miniature version of two years ago with – um, UCLA when UCLA made March madness as an 11 seed and they had like a Cinderella run all the way to the final. Oh, sorry. Final four. That was like huge for just the chemistry on that team. And all the guys came back and they, when they came back after that Cinderella run, they were a top five team preseason and they dominated Mm -hmm. the PAC 12. And so if the buffs can have just a miniature version of that and kind of run the table in the PAC 12 tournament, That'll do so much for this squad next season and just building on this team chemistry and guys will come back so excited to like build upon that little victory that they had. And yeah, I mean, I've already said it, but then you bring in Cody Williams, you bring in Asante up, maybe a transfer. Like if they can somehow win the pac tournament or even like make a run, have a nice little upset, I think that'll do so much for this young squad, just building team chemistry and team confidence going forward.
0: For sure. Uh, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We still have two weeks of the regular season, but it's always fun to look ahead and see what could be. Let's talk about the top 25, Will. It's been absolute chaos. Um, you've been on Houston for a while. They're kind of hanging strong. Alabama took the L to Tennessee. Tennessee's been struggling too. Purdue lost. It's it's just chaos at the top. What's your biggest takeaway since we last talked about the top teams in the country?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, it's there's no great team in college basketball this year. Um there's a lot of good teams, but it's chaos. And Alabama losing earlier this week, I don't I don't knock them too much. It was a top 10 matchup on the road. It was their first loss in SEC play. Um it kind of felt due. I predicted Tennessee to win that game. And so I I was kind of seeing it and I I don't knock Alabama too far down at all. They still have the best freshmen in the country. And so I still, I really like Alabama still Purdue. They've slipped a little bit. They've lost three of their last four, but I think all three came on the road. And so it's just, I don't know. I, I love taking like home underdogs. Um, Mm -hmm. Like last night, Maryland was, I think, three point underdog against Purdue. And I I was on it because it's just, it's so tough to win on the road and Purdue's kind of, they're seeing that for themselves right now, but yeah. um, I don't know. It's really tough to just like pick out one team and feel confident in them right now. And I I don't like it. I wish I could like pick out a team and feel confident (laughs) because that's, that's what I'm trying to do is find my teams that like for this last month and just ride with them and like Mm -hmm. over this, like final month build confidence with them into the tournament i just can't do that right now so yeah i guess like you said i'm kind of sticking with houston still but the problem is with houston they're they're not seeing the same caliber of competition that all these other teams surrounding them are seeing in the top 25 and so it's a little tough to i want to temper my expectations about them but um yeah i'm i'm still sticking with houston because they're my preseason pick so
0: Going to the Big Twelve, Kansas seems to kind of have steadied themselves after kind of struggling a few weeks ago. Uh, Texas goes out and lose. We just praised them last week, and then they go
1: out and lose. Um, who is your favorite out of the Big Twelve? Is it Kansas? I'd probably say it's Kansas. Um, I think coaching is a huge part, in Bill Self just coming off of his second national championship, he just I think he has a leg above everybody else in the Big 12. Scott Drew at Baylor is also, he's proven himself to be an elite coach. Texas, they had their whole Chris Beard fiasco earlier. And so Rodney Terry's done a great job there, but it just, it makes me a little uncertain for what will happen come Big 12 tournament time and just March Madness. So I, I think I'd give the slight edge to Kansas. Um, they've got Jalen Wilson, who he returned. He was kind of a role player last year. When they had um, Ochai Baji and Christian Brown, now Denver Nugget Christian Brown, yeah. Jalen Wilson was a little bit of like a role player, but he's really stepped up into this. Like he's kind of a national Player of the Year candidate, in my opinion. He's playing incredible basketball. And then I think the best name in all of college basketball, Grady Dick, is a oh, great name. Grady Dick is just he's, he's blossoming. I was not expecting him to come in and be as big of a factor on this Kansas team as he is. Grady Dick, he's kind of the key. If Grady Dick's having a good game, then Kansas is going to steamroll you. And if Grady Dick's off, then, then Kansas is very beatable. I don't know. That's what I've noticed. But I, I think I give this slight edge to Kansas in I like their pieces that they have. And then the coaching with Bill Self is that like one tick above the rest of the teams for me.
0: Let's talk about, uh, let's have some fun before we get out of here, Will. I want your one long shot team in the Pac 12 to win the tournament. And then I want your one long shot team in the country that you think could potentially shock everyone and win the whole big thing, whole big dance.
1: Okay. Um, I feel like I would be doing myself and everyone else a disservice to not choose the buffs. I know it's kind of a lame answer, but it's also not like, Mm-hmm. I already touched on beating Tennessee earlier. Texas A and M looks like a really good team. They are kind of rolling through the SEC themselves. So that win looks really good too. When they they put up a hundred and two points or hundred and three points on Texas, A&M. like if if there's any team that can like go out there and compete with the best of them, I've I've seen it in CU. So I, I'll pick them. Mm-hmm. The one thing with the Buffs is the consistency and being able to string together a run, but I think they've got the they've got the firepower to to pull it off. And then my long shot for the entire tournament. Ooh, that's a good question. Um they they've honestly climbed up. I was on them like a couple weeks ago before they really made this climb in the AP poll, but St. Mary's ranks so well across all metrics. They've got incredible defense. And then they've got one of the better freshmen in the country, too, and Aiden Mahaney, who, like, he's really bringing this offense up a notch um, for St. Mary's. And so while they've sort of climbed in the AP pool since I first sort of jumped on the bandwagon for them, they're still a mid-major that I think a lot of people will overlook just because they don't play the same competition as everybody else. But I really like St. Mary's. And then just another thing do you remember two years ago, Oral Roberts, the 15 mm-hmm. seed that, that made that sweet, sweet 16 run, they're back and better this year. They, they still need have some work to do. Cause it's not looking like they will be um, an at-large bid. I think they'll still need to win their conference tournament to get it, but they are kind of steamrolling through their conference right now. And I think, Knock on wood, they should win the conference tournament and then end up as like a 12 seed, and they will be a dangerous 12 seed. And I love the 12 versus 5 upset picks. And Oral Roberts, if they make the tournament and are on that seed line, they will definitely be an upset pick for me. And so that's a team, away, huh? Yeah, that's a team to that's a team to look out for because Oral Roberts is back and better this year. There it is. Man, we're coming down to the wire. It's
0: getting a lot of fun. The Buffs are kind of picking it up. It's a great time to be into college basketball. Uh, Keep it tuned here at DMVR Buffs for everything Buffs basketball, everything Pac-12 related. As we head down this stretch run into the Pac-12 tournament. Will, thanks again for hopping on, man. Uh, Let's hope we pull out something fun tomorrow. Let's just not be a blowout tomorrow against Arizona.
1: Yeah, Um, just,
0: just make it like a competitive 40 minutes and I'll be happy. Exactly. Let's hope we get that. We'll talk again next week, Will. Sko buffs. Let's go buffs.